Welcome to Eat, Live, Love, Train. It's not a tagline, it's a lifestyle and a community of individuals devoted to food, wine, and wellness. I'm your host, Chef Shannon, executive chef, certified sommelier, and certified wellness coach. Also, proud Air Force veteran. Hashtag gratitude. As you listen, this will be one of the best moments of your week, where you're entertained like a stand-up, educated like a TED Talk, and enlightened like a sermon. If you're new around here, welcome. You can find me at eatlivelovetrain.com. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe. You can listen over at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Alexa TuneIn, Pandora, and Google Podcast. I appreciate you. And if you got something on your mind, feel free to DM me on Instagram at EatLiveLoveTrain. And if you're not new, then you already know how we get down around here. If you would like to be a part of the Food, Wine, and Wellness Tribe and get routine updates and notifications on pop-ups, live streams, promos, members-only exclusive videos, podcasts, and or giveaways, be sure to get on the list to receive the newsletter. You don't want to miss out on opportunities that will enhance your kitchen game, hosting skills, food and wine persona, and bring added value to both your personal and professional relationships overall. You can sign up to get all these updates at eatlivelovetrain.com forward slash newsletter. You know, as the summer comes to an end and all the kids have officially started school, fall is upon us yet again, which means flu season is right around the corner. But as the old adage goes, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. And many times, without us even realizing it, we often overlook the simple things that we have in our kitchen or pantry that can help us prepare and get through the flu season without getting sick. So here are some home remedies that can help you out tremendously. In fact, many of these have been vetted. Your nana or grandmother used to do these things and they would work wonders. It's funny, the older we get, we think about some of the things our parents or grandparents used to do. Some of the wild concoctions and elixirs and just all kinds of things they used to do with home remedies, yet and still they worked like a champ. Now sometimes some of these concoctions that our parents and grandparents used to come up with, some of them didn't taste that good. Some of them were downright disgusting. Yet others tasted really well. Not only did they taste well, they smelled good too. So we were looking forward to taking them. And simply put, these elixirs contained herbs with health properties that helped clear our nose and soothe an aching throat. One of the simple ones that I grew up with in my household as a kid was a lemon balm and a peppermint concoction that helped fight against the cough. And simply put, lemon balm can not only soothe the soul, but also the cough. The peppermint has a great healing effect on the respiratory tract and digestive system. This is why the combination is ideal against the viral infections of the colder months that make you feel so sluggish and tired and anxious and hoarse and which can also complicate your breathing or even cause nausea. Then you introduce something like ginger, which now provides that concoction with a potency and a warmth while adding some lemon serves to boost the aroma. Another home remedy or super elixir that was popular during my childhood was simple 
thyme and honey. Thyme not only makes for a great ingredient to improve the aroma of meat, but it's also an effective healer. It helps with colds, respiratory tract infections or asthma, inflammations of the bronchi, and is particularly beneficial against various kinds of coughs, especially those irritating dry coughs or even spontaneous fits of coughing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Since it increases mucus production, it makes coughing easier and shortens the overall duration of that sort of dry cough that keeps you gasping for air. And it was super simple to make. Uh, two ounces of dried thyme, um, a cup, less than a cup and a half of sugar, um, seven, eight ounces of quality organic honey, and then about uh, two and a half cups of water. And then you just boiled that with the sugar, added the dried thyme to the warm liquid, let it infuse, sit overnight. Next day, strain it, and then uh, mix it with the honey. And then um, pour that into a sealable jar and store it in the fridge. It was just that simple. And then when you're ready to use it, you know, we would take maybe a tablespoon as teenagers and as we got a little bit older than kids when we were super young, maybe a teaspoon, you know, um, five times a day. It was powerful. Worked like a champ. Another home remedy that was popular growing up an elixir concoction uh, one of my grandmother would use is um, taking some goldenrod and using that to combat those really um, irritating coughs uh, the kind of cough that would wake you up in the middle of the night man and you would be able to sleep for the rest of the night one of the reasons that the goldenrod was highly effective was that it helped calm your mucous membranes which sped up their recovery alleviating the cold and the upper respiratory tract inflammations. So there's another example of a simple herb slash plant that can be foraged in the yard. Now the way my grandmother would do it, she would layer the goldenrod and sugar into a jar and she would build that until the jar was full, then store it in the dark for about three or four days and then um, she never covered it with a lid. She would cover it with like a piece of cheesecloth or uh, a clean cloth or a kitchen towel or something like that. And then after that, she would strain it um, through a coffee filter so you can get those fine hairs from the, uh, the goldenrod out. You don't want that in there. And then she would take that and uh, pour the concoction into like these little bottles and then store them in the fridge and then take them out as needed. So those are three elixirs or concoctions, home remedies that I grew up with that were highly effective for coughs. Now let's switch it up a little bit. I'm gonna give you three items that are excellent to fight against fevers. These are three things that every home cook will have in their kitchen pantry that often get overlooked for their medicinal properties as well. We use them in our day-to-day -day cooking there's no kitchen cupboard that's without them, and they are the resources we drop in the cart, even though they're not necessarily on our shopping list. I can name more than three, but I'm only going to name three in this segment. And now that I think about it, 
There's no way I could live without these three items. I mean, okay, one of them I could do without, but two of them? No, there's just no way. I mean, I don't even want to begin to imagine life without the flavor of these three ingredients, particularly two, without having them in certain dishes and certain meals. Um, and sometimes I refer to these three simple ingredients as the other holy trinity. And they are simply onion, garlic, and horseradish as they help combat against fevers. We already know that they're great ingredients to use in culinary preparations, but they're also great sources of vitamin C and other medicinal properties. So let's take a look at the onion. The onion comes from Asia. It's been around for thousands of years and been used by humans, making it one of the most widely used crops in history. It's favored not only for its specific seasoning flavor as a, a vegetable, but also for its numerous beneficial effects. It's even said to have been championed by the ancient healer Paracelsus, who would have recommended people eat several onions a day in order to live a long life. Now you might be saying, okay, great. What is it about the onion that makes it so special with its medicinal purposes? Onion contains a highly effective material called allicin, along with a large amount of vitamin C, A, and B-type vitamins. It also contains plenty of minerals, potassium, copper, iron, phosphorus, and zinc. And as a result of these highly effective compounds, onions are highly beneficial to the immune system as they help fight a variety of pathogenic microorganisms. And so it is for these reasons that it does away with phlegm and alleviates coughs and voice hoarseness and why it proves to be such a great help when dealing with inflammation of the respiratory system, colds, and the flu. Onions also help stimulate digestion, cleanse the blood, lowers the blood cholesterol. In turn, it also helps prevent arteriosclerosis and heart attacks. And because of this, onions are often added to foods solely in their purpose of preventing illness. And honestly, we'd miss that in our meals anyway, because we're so used to onions. If your illness has already progressed to the point where you find yourself needing to count on an onion for help, uh, you could try out some of these old school, and I'm talking old school recipes. A super simple one is sweet onion where you take one large onion and two spoonfuls of dark sugar, chop the onion into fine pieces, or better yet, put it in a food processor along with the sugar, put it in a glass and then mix it, store it in the fridge overnight, let it infuse, marry, get happy, and then you can use several spoonfuls a day in treating a cold or taking one spoonful after every meal. It's that simple. Another old school method that um, my grandmother would use is uh, lard and onion and using it as a spread on something as simple as toast or a piece of bread. You know, literally an onion spread. Now let's get to one of my personal favorite ingredients, one that I absolutely adore, cannot live without, will not live without, garlic. 
Now, garlic has been used by humans since time immemorial. It originated in Asia and came on a global scene worldwide. It was very important to the ancient Egyptians who gave it to the pharaohs for their journey in the afterlife, and even Galen used to recommend it as treatment. It was considered a sacred plant that could restore men's masculinity and replenish the powers of the organism, so it was often used by soldiers before going on long marches. Now, as you can imagine, it's been very popular throughout Europe. Dating back to the 16th century, it's been considered as an effective means of preventing the spread of plague and it was used as a natural antibiotic until the discovery of penicillin. Now garlic contains a large amount of beneficial compounds with healing properties and similar to the onion, a relative to garlic, it contains a good amount of allicin, which is an effective natural means to combat bacteria. It also contains many vitamins, including the all-important vitamin C and minerals, especially potassium. Garlic is also effective against parasites since it cleanses the bowels and can kill mold. When using it, always grate it or crush it. This allows the essence of the garlic to be released to include its remedial compounds. Now I get it. Some people don't like the smell of garlic. It's okay. You can remove that smell from your hands or from your dishes with lemon juice or vinegar. Works like a charm. When I was in culinary school, be chopping up garlic, mincing garlic with their knives, none of that garlic press stuff. They make you do everything old school. And as a result, your blade starts to get tacky and sticky. Your hands start to get tacky and sticky as well. So a uh, little lemon juice and some vinegar will get you tight, get you right, and we'll get you clean. Now, what if you had too much garlic at lunch or after dinner? And you got that garlic breath, come on, nobody likes that, right? Here's a couple things you can do. Take a cup of milk, mix it with some cinnamon, swish it around in your mouth. There's your mouthwash, you're good to go. Now garlic honey works well for coughs as well. Simply take a whole garlic, four spoonfuls of quality honey, peel the garlic, crush it or grate it, mix it with the honey, store it in the fridge, and then use a spoonful of the mixture four times a day. Now in recent years, wild garlic has come on the scene and has become a hit. It grows freely in nature and the tops are usually collected as it's best cut off with a sharp knife to prevent damaging the entire plant. Particularly for their antibacterial compound content, bitter substances, and that vitamin C. It has a plethora of uses in salads, spreads, chutneys, sauces, soups, meats, pretty much everything you can think of. Now, if you want to make a strong preparation, which will keep the wild garlic usable for a long period of time, you can try this wild garlic pesto. It's always a hit. Take a bowl of wild garlic leaves, three and a half to four ounces of uh, extra virgin olive oil, a handful of soaked cashews, Place it in your favorite food processor or blender. Then store that mixture in a sealed jar in the refrigerator and it'll last several months. And you can use this wild pesto in a place of a classic basil pesto. Use it on pasta, meat, 
or as a spread in your salads. I should mention also this works exceptionally well for barbecued meats. And then last but not least, for our third ingredient from our other Holy Trinity, horseradish. Now I'll admit, I'm not a big fan of horseradish, but I will always make an exception for any herb or spice that has medicinal properties. And as a result, I will find some way, shape or form to incorporate it in my cooking game. Now horseradish came on the scene from Southeast Europe, but you'll find it in many gardens or even growing wild by a pond in other humid areas. Now back in the day, it was commonly known as the ginseng of the poor for its remedial properties and was often packed by sailors who were preparing for long oceanic voyages. And this is simply because they knew, just like lemons or onions, it would protect them from a disease caused by insufficient vitamin C levels, named scurvy. Now here's a fun fact you probably didn't know. Horseradish contains more vitamin C than a lemon. It also contains plenty of vitamins A and B, flavonoids and essential oils, which give it its characteristic and aroma. These compounds make horseradish a great substitute for fruit and vegetables in the winter when fresh varieties are harder to come by and when cold and flu season increases. Now it can be left in the soil and then harvested in the winter when you need it the most which keeps it fresh. Or you can store it in a basement or a cellar in moist soil. But it's important to use it when it's fresh as processing it with heat destroys many of its effective compounds. Horseradish also stimulates digestion because it directly increases the secretion of digestive enzymes. That's why it's such a popular accompaniment to smoked and fatty meats, which take a great toll on the digestive system. Apart from that, it also dissolves phlegm, relieves stuffy sinuses, alleviates coughs, and speeds up the recovery of the respiratory tract. Now, a little bit of caution. Should not be consumed in large quantities by people with kidney or urinary tract disease, stomach ulcers, or gallbladder problems. It may also cause some skin problems or mucus problems in some people, so approach it with a little bit of caution. Horseradish is one of those things that you know from jump whether or not it agrees with you or not. Now, there have been those that have purported that horseradish apparently has magical properties and can cleanse a home of unclean energies and evil spirits. Now, I don't know how true that is, but I'm always up for a good story, and I'm always all ears, and I listen to those that have come before me some of the stories they can share and tell. Now, what I would love to hear, what are some of your own home remedies? What are some of your family traditions that your parents or your grandparents used to do when you were sick? I cannot wait to hear what you guys got to say. So by all means, send your comments in the chef-coach at elivelovetrain.com. I'm looking forward to seeing what y'all got to say. <laughs>